0: That's one hundred and fifty five covers a night, which is seven thousand a night or fifty thousand a week. It's a nice little two and a half to three million dollar year operation. If we're doing well, all told, we make twenty percent, six hundred thousand dollars. But these days, utilities cost more than rent. It's crazy. And you have to have extremely high revenues. You have to be busy all the time. Most people who open restaurants will fail because they lack the fundamental understanding of restaurant math. Either they think they're superstar cooks or they think they're superstar hosts. They do it for ego, and they don't realize that without making money, it's nothing but bullshit. You're in the business of marketing, manufacturing, and customer service all at once, every day. If you don't break it down into these elements and take each one of them for what it's worth, if you think you're some sort of glorified dinner host or some artistic cook, you're never going to last a week. If you're counting on your friends when opening a restaurant, you're fucked. This is not how to build a business. This is another lesson my father taught me. He always preferred the unmuddied customer-restaurant-man relationship. You come here because I give you a product at a fair value and hopefully exceed your expectations. You're happy to pay for it. I'm nice to you because I'm making money. You enjoy it. You leave. You come back again. You say thank you, good night, and maybe I buy you a drink. Friends feel entitled. They keep you away from what you should be doing with the customers who really matter, and you have to send them free shit. Friends fuck up your night and your margin. Walking into the restaurant every day, you're basically looking for opportunities to make money. And how do you make money? By stopping money from going out the front door. First thing is, your restaurant has to have a scale at the front door because every meat purveyor and fishmonger knows whether you do or do not. They all have a checklist of their restaurants that don't have scales. You weigh everything as it comes in, then check your invoices. Your chief porter, is usually going to be doing that. In the case of most restaurants, he's a dishwasher. But he's evolved. He's your boy. You watch out for him. If that guy's on the take, you're totally screwed. He's got to be on your team, because he's at the pulse. And you have to make sure he's aggressive. Not only weighing everything, but making sure you're not getting stabbed for ice weight, or water weight on fish, or box weight on meat. There are so many ways that you can get fucked. You've got fresh produce and dairy, and if it goes bad one second before you're ready to sell it, that's coming right out of your profits. You're taking credits on the linen deliveries. You have to buy light bulbs, toilet seats, stemware, flour, sponges, you name it. And if there's a way to skim on it, someone's going to try. If the vendor thinks he's going to be a wise guy, he gives your guy at the door an envelope. A couple of hundred bucks in cash every week or every other week. And then your guy is going to sign for any kind of invoice. That's classic. You have to make sure your man is as incorruptible as a parish priest. The magical point of the restaurant, where you make money, is not at the table when the check comes. It's at the door when you sign in that invoice, for whatever it is. Because when you get it, and you're signing it, and it's still in the double-ply receipt, if you mark a credit for dirty napkins or dirty tablecloths, or wait on a fish, they're going to take back your marked receipt and you've still got an angle. When you sign off and take your half of the ticket, and now you only have your invoice left, and later you find out you've been ripped off, the road to getting that money back is much longer. So that's the real pressure point. When you still have a delivery guy there, and your guy there, and you can still mark that invoice and put up a stink if you have to. Fuck you. I'm not going to pay this. 50 cents on the dollar for this. You still have leverage. Once you sign off on it, you're done. People will try to cheat you all the time. It's like Monty Python's Life of Brian. If they didn't try to cheat you, and you didn't try to haggle, everyone would be disappointed. It's part of the game. Once you have a relationship with vendors, you hope you can trust them, but it's definitely a crawl. They'll nickel and dime you until nickels become dimes and dimes become quarters. Then there are the people who actually want to steal from you. Sleazy waiters like to steal cash, but these days, when everything is done on computers, it's tough. It used to be that they could give a customer a fake check without running it through the register and then pocket the money off the books, but that's very risky. If they're in cahoots with the bartender or whoever's taking the cash, that's a better way to steal. That requires two people cooperating, though, and a little honor among thieves. But at least that way they might have a chance. I remember closing up one night at Bonavia, my parents' restaurant in Queens, in the 1970s. I was about 10 or 11. My father would close the place himself every night, which was a real bitch. That's a lot of long nights, hanging out, waiting for the drunks to finish, having a couple glasses of wine, flirting with the Kochek girl. It's where good goes to bad.